गाइस वेलकम बैक टू अनदर एपिसोड ऑफ पीपल्स स्टोरीज आई एम योर होस्ट प्रियंका ओझा थैंक यू सो मच फॉर जॉइनिंग अस आई होप यू हैव फाइन लिसनिंग टू द सेशन एज वेल एज प्रॉबली गेट टू नो समथिंग मोर अबाउट दिस पर्टिकुलर प्रोफेशन सो गेट अगैन थैंक यू सो मच फॉर जॉइनिंग स्टे ट्यून Hi everyone a very very warm welcome to today's episode of people's stories today i have uh, a colleague of mine from bosch days her name is parul i'm extremely extremely excited to have you parul how are you doing good priyanka very happy and very excited to be here as well before we started recording actually i was asking parul how should i call her because from from when i know her she was not married and she was called parul kitchlu and then she mentioned the story about me calling her parul so do you want to talk about that story yeah so i've always been parul um, officially i only use my first name although uh, my mail id includes my last name so everybody tends to sort of auto put that uh, when they uh, are calling me or referring to me but yes it has been a huge struggle trying to correct everybody especially in um, official documents and legal documents because apparently in our country it's not the norm to be married and just have a first name hmm. so you know be it the airport check ins or the ticket bookings everywhere i have to double validate that yes my name is parul and i'm happily married and you know like that is how it is so yeah <laughs> okay and so then uh, so now that you have your blessed with a baby boy uh, wh- what happened there like what what name did you keep for him does he have a surname or not well i honestly wanted just the first name but then uh, you know these decisions are to be taken let's say keeping everybody together mm. so yeah he we have named him as amog amog sharma and uh, at home we call him manu okay <laughs> that that's nice um so uh, just before we begin um talking about parul and you know what she is doing and her thought process etc i just want to introduce her so she is working as a senior academic excellence manager at leeds school and yeah. um yeah and uh, of course she was working before this with me um, at bosch and then i i she went for teach for india program which was also i think something very different than the normal conventional thing that people would do so um the stage is all yours parul i mean talk about yourself uh how where did you start what's your schooling how did you how was your journey like and how did you reach here oh my god if you want me to start with like schooling that will make <laughs> me feel really really old but uh, yeah let me give it a try so i've done my schooling from rurki um it was a Girls Convent School, Saint Anne's, um, and then I did my graduation from a private college from Dehradun. Um, I'm actually an industrial and production engineer by qualification, and uh, then I had uh, the opportunity to work at Bosch, and uh, had the privilege to meet you and Arpit, of course, and some wonderful, wonderful friends along the way. um you know already all about the bosch journey so yeah after spending almost 10 months there uh, i joined teach for india in pune and uh, i did my two year fellowship there post that i again stayed back in pune for one more year i worked with uh, a school leadership program there mm-hmm. and uh, then i got married and moved back again to jaipur 
and uh, then I started working with Exceed. Uh, I worked there for two years and then I was blessed with uh, Manu. So yeah, that was, uh, let's say, uh, what we call, you know, the kink in the graph for uh, <laughs> almost one and a half years. And uh, this year in January, I resumed back work with Lead School. So mm-hmm. that has been sort of a journey. Yeah, I I so remember. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but I remember we going together to the cafe, uh, to the cyber cafe, and getting your form printed or your your post getting uh, I remember, sent I remember. away. And yeah, yeah that was just a... across the road, right? We yes. would leave <laughs> across the road. Uh, there were these shops, right? Yeah, right. and then we would Thank talk you about so your... much. I think that was difficult uh, time. Thank you so much for being there. You, I mean, you're most welcome. And actually, through you, I got to know about this program called Teach for India. And I was like, absolutely thrilled knowing uh, that people would, you know, people would leave their full-fledged profession. And I think it, it takes a lot of passion, you know, um, to be able to do something like that. So what's the background? Like, what's the story? What what was the reason why you left? Um, because you did your education, I mean, degree as well as into, uh, into engineering. So what was the reason there? Sure, I would certainly love to talk about that and, and create more awareness on that front. So um, while I was in college in my last year, we had uh, an awareness drive, which Teach for India conducts in a lot of uh, uh, colleges across North and everywhere else. And I happened to attend the awareness drive. And uh, the idea to sort of work uh, in education and uh, for the cause of, you know, equality in education really uh, sort of made me think around uh, what I would want to do and how can I collaborate in that. So yeah, the idea really stuck on to me. And uh, I didn't inform anybody in my uh, family. And I actually filled up the form and it happens to be a pretty lengthy and pretty detailed form. And uh, the application got accepted. Yeah. Okay. While you were while you were saying this, now I want to get into your work. So you said that your work is more um, travel related. And the first question that came to my mind, even though I consider myself like very exposed, but this was a question that also came to my mind. Why did you take a traveling job at the first place? Because I mean, you yeah, have like a younger that's the kid, question, right? Like people ask me why, as if it's like a. I mean, I think I'm constantly being judged for it. Uh, people also, you know, like those Even who don't me. know me or don't, like, probably, or don't uh, don't know Arpit, they sort of, uh, you know, have all these questions around, is my marriage not working, you know, is oh, there okay. a pressure because I need to take up this job and all sort of things. Um, but to be honest, the fact is that uh, when I joined uh, Exceed in Jaipur, um, mm-hmm. it entailed travel. And by travel, I mean, it entails uh, visiting schools across um, Rajasthan. Mm. And I enjoy that part. And, and I did it for two years. And um, to be honest, there weren't three consecutive days when I was, let's say, at one place. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so after a point of time, it, it just became a habit. So the thing is that I enjoy doing that. I mm. um, derive my passion from that. Mm. And um, certainly I I opted for uh, a role which would not entail so much of travel. Mm. Uh, 
but yeah like i still cannot imagine myself in a 9 to 5 job or rather there's no 9 to 5 job in today's yeah, world yeah. Mm-hmm. i think more of like a 8 to 8 job i think i really cannot but, yeah. imagine i get i get what you're getting to so that's that's something that you identified as mm-hmm. um as something that you know gives the, gives you that energy gives you that identification of yourself and and that's why you want to do it so um that's the choice and actually while you were saying this i a lot of companies nowadays what they are doing is they have this um i mean uh, i don't know how it could be in a traveling job but for example if it's a office based job then they would also have like a kindergarten or a creche uh, where you can leave your kid and mm-hmm. you can work for that time frame and then take your kid from there so yeah. there's one in bosch as well right but there is okay closed. yeah it got closed i think due to covid and all mm-hmm. but uh, yeah yeah that was also one of the options but sadly it didn't work out mm, yeah okay okay so now tell me about your work like what do you exactly do what is it that is driving you so much yeah so um i have been associated with the uh, ed tech for this year so basically i work with lead school and uh, we provide uh, curriculum and uh, technological solutions to school mm-hmm. and uh, during covid so if you look at it kids now are actually facing a learning loss of let's say two academic sessions right okay. mm-hmm. and if you look at let's say any five year old kid um, who should be in grade 1 the child has not gone into schools let's say for last two academic sessions properly mm. so currently my work basically entails into uh, visiting schools and uh, giving teachers training and providing them uh, edtech support Okay. So, okay. And then basically you would be meeting a lot of um school level I mean teachers for example, right? Who yeah. who have to yeah. get a cast. So the interaction is uh, mostly with the stakeholders of the school and that would involve the school owners, the principals, mm-hmm. academic coordinators or the teachers. Okay. And um so if somebody wants to get into this particular area for example where you have to kind of build the infrastructure of education that's how i'm understanding it um mm. is is going through teach for india like one of the way right right yeah, apart yeah. from that think, are there uh, other sure i think teach for india is one of the best ways to sort of explore and uh, understand if you fit in in this uh reason i say that is because it gives you a very grassroots level understanding experience of uh, how does the ed space look like in our country mm-hmm. uh, when we say there is inequality in the same what does that mean mm-hmm. and uh, it will also sort of test you for a period of 2 years so that you can understand if you are really really passionate about it mm-hmm. and uh, you not not only get a chance to work with students but you also get to work at the school level and yeah. in fact at a community level as well mm-hmm. and also it's a two year experience so you know at the end of the two year you are really sure of what you want to do and why you want to do that hmm. so that is one way of course other ways could be to get a degree in education um you can also explore um, various uh, courses in ed space that uh, aziz premji university offers hmm. and there are a lot of uh, fellowships in these fields so that can be explored okay mm-hmm. Hey guys, if you are liking our content and think it would inspire, motivate or give some ideas or directions to someone, 
Please share it. Leave a feedback on our website www.peoplesstoriespodcast.com and follow us on Instagram for behind the scenes and short content. You can find us by the name People's Stories Podcast on Instagram. And now, let's continue with the episode. You've you've become a new mother and from how I know you you're also career driven. Um so how do both of these things go together? So I'll give you a little perspective into this. um i'm honestly in a profile which involves let's say 15 to 20 days of traveling okay mm-hmm. so it is particularly um difficult for me and uh, many people have questioned me on the choices that i've made mm. but uh, again i would say i'm i'm actually counting on the difficulties but i still feel that i'm extremely extremely privileged to have the kind of support system that i have beat in terms of my in-laws or my parents who have actually spent let's say the entire year uh, you know in in uh, bits and pieces to support me i am privileged enough that i can hire a maid and a cook and a nanny and everybody else and yet i feel that uh, you know i'm not able to give the kind of times or the kind of attention that i should be giving to let's say uh, an 18 month old child hmm. uh and why i mean if you ask me why am i making such a difficult decision um uh, it's very easy for me to say oh i'm doing it for the future of my kids or i'm doing it for the future of my family and things like that hmm. but i'll be completely honest i'm not like i think i'm selfish and uh, the major reason that i'm living such a difficult life and making such difficult choices is because i don't want to give up on the career that i've built um mm. you know after putting in so much of hard work mm. i don't want to and why should i just because i'm a woman and i choose to have uh, let's say i want to have a family also and i want to have a good career also so yeah and i, I mean i i just want to add something to this um from how i know arpit and i know arpit well i think um mm-hmm. i think he is like a very supportive person and he would understand what you are going through and he would also try to support you right do yeah, you agree indeed i think that has been my biggest blessing um so another aspect to sort of quickly so i resumed work when manu was 10 months old mm. um few of the main reasons to sort of jump into work immediately was that firstly um i spent almost one and a half years uh, you know at home and prior to that also i was having a traveling job so it was very difficult for me like i could not um, stay at home any day longer secondly also i was going through let's say um not a very pleasant uh, place after pregnancy it mm. was sort of a dark place i would not call it a clinical depression but a sort of let's say postpartum anxiety and rage and i knew that i need to get involved into something other than being a primary caregiver to my child to you know get mm. back my sanity mm. yeah those were the reasons to opt for job and um can i ask I you yeah. i i want to ask actually a, a very honest question and choose not to answer if you do not want to but um when you decided to have first of all the decision to have a kid because i mean for me the decision to have a kid in itself is so difficult you know just just this particular decision how did that come yeah i have recently become this uh, aunt agony and uh, to be honest <laughs> you're not the first girlfriend having this conversation with me 
and uh, i'll say what i always say to all my friends see having a kid is not a compulsion just because you're married doesn't mean you got to have a kid but if you want to have it let's say if you don't want to have it then it's a chapter close but you you want to have it then just be aware that there'll never be a time where you'll be completely prepared hmm. the basic questions that you need to ask yourself is that okay am i uh, most important thing as a woman is to ask yourself am i physically uh, you know fit to get on through this journey hmm. so look at that aspect then you look at let's say okay mentally and emotionally how well prepared i am to take up this responsibility hmm. and yeah. of course financially also is a big aspect of it this hmm. so probably yeah. these could be the logical ways to um, sort of estimate how prepared you are uh and uh you said that after your pregnancy you had this kind of a dark you were at a dark place right what exactly like if can you sum up your thoughts what were you thinking at that time were you like more uh kind of you know thinking that okay i have taken like, such a long break now i have to resume work because otherwise i'll be redundant those kind of things or was it something else so i think uh, the fact that oh my god i'm becoming redundant and where is my career heading to and where is my life heading to was more of a phase during pregnancy okay because as i told you i just quit and i got pregnant the next month and then it was like 9 months of bed rest and uh, so yeah i would constantly have these thoughts okay when can i get back to work and i felt very guilty about it to be honest like um i thought you know i'm going to be a mother and i should be uh, thinking about oh my god you know my kid is going to be there and what will mm-hmm. i do with him or her and everything of that sort but instead my entire focus for let's say almost eight and a half months of my pregnancy was that uh, when will my child be 6 months old and you know i can get back to work and mm-hmm. i felt extremely guilty of this thought so that was one part of it uh but once you deliver i think it's it's very like it's not uh, it's very scientific or rather it's just biology because there's so much changing in your body in terms of mm-hmm. let's say hormones and everything uh that there are so many feelings you feel that you cannot identify or acknowledge with right mm-hmm. so there's something called as postpartum rage where you just feel so angry at everyone and everything there's no reason for it but you do feel that rage okay and that happened to me um you know i would be just randomly crying with or other at everyone and over everything so that happens um i tried talking to my gynecologist and she was like it's okay that was yeah. it and that's the reason you if you remember i tried to have conversation about it on my instagram page as well because what i realized the more i talked about it i realized that at least 9 out of 10 women around me went through the same thing so okay. it's pretty normal the only thing is we are not talking about it right and uh, the societal pressure is that oh you should be so happy and grateful you know yeah. to be a mother and uh, so well kept and everything that yeah that pressure really gets to you and added on to all of that um, i i had a c section delivery and i delivered on let's say 9th march 2020 and i think on 15th march we had the first covid case reported in india right <laughs> so basically i'm going through this period of 9 months where i'm like oh my god i want to get my job back and my old life back and yeah. then i deliver and it's a difficult delivery and uh, i'm having this postpartum issues and then covid happens and the lockdown happens so i think all of it just 
to be successful or to be declared successful is way higher than men i'm sorry i think this discussion is going in a very different direction but yeah, yeah. Yeah but i mean just to this conversation actually i was listening to this one episode one interview from indira noi um i think everybody knows who indira noi is right yeah. um and she she was talking about this thing where she became the P- ceo of, Pe- of pepsico um hmm. and that day when she comes back to her home to tell her mom that she has become like the ceo of this big giant company her mom says that i i, I might be quoting it incorrectly but she basically what she meant was whatever you are you are at your office at your home you are a mom i mean i yeah. felt like okay it would she... not be the case if she was a man right there in that case she would have or let's say he would have gotten that kind of uh, support or regard at home also yeah yeah okay, that I, I that's like a totally personal experience here so uh, when i decided to get back to work i gave a couple of interviews and one of the uh, like the consultancy partner had the guts enough to ask me that okay why did you take a sabbatical i told her i got pregnant i had a baby recently mm. and um, she so that's a woman at the other end she goes on to ask me but who will take care of the baby mm. and it engaged me so much priyanka i was like that's none of your business mm. of course i never got a call back from that place but i was thinking <laughs> as an employer uh, i think your um entire focus should be that are my skills up to the mark hmm. uh, is my experience up to the mark yeah and uh, can i uh, abide by the commitment that you want me to give to the job that yeah. is you know and also your... yeah and hmm. also i one more thing that i see or there's like a shift um, i don't know if it's uh, if it is happening in india but from from my friends that i know um, i think it's already happening but guys for example are taking equal responsibility so i know colleagues over here for example the female has cut down her working hours from 8 hours to 6 hours and the man in the relationship has also cut down his working hours from mm-hmm. 8 to 6 so it's not the female who's taking a pay cut or a responsibility cut yeah. but it's the male as well and then both of them are equally prioritizing the kid and this is the this is i mean i don't know when i'm saying this i'm feeling like okay i'm to being too feminist feminist i don't know feministic or you know discussing about equality all the time but no, the this right is needed thing. right i mean why why i mean why should i always be the one who is kind of juggling through everything it should be both of us right it's both of our decision yeah and again i would say uh, i think one thing in which covid was a blessing in disguise was so yeah even arpit had like um, three months uh, off so he was uh, particularly the hands on father and because i was recovering from my csec so yes um, he has duly uh, played that part well yeah and i forced to continue him to keep doing that <laughs> but uh, to be honest that's not a general uh, let's say ट um this last week and the coming week i have like back to back travel mm. and uh, surprisingly uh, neither could my parents or my in-laws uh, 
managed to be at my place due to certain reasons and uh, we don't trust uh, we are not okay with sort of placing the baby let's say mm-hmm. in hands of nanny or maid at this point of time so i've actually um, left manu with his grandparents Mm. and that is the thing that is going on in my mind like non stop like <laughs> you know like is this the cause that i have to pay to be successful like i don't want to do this yeah but uh do i have any other option can i create another option and that's the mm. reason i based on you know that we women actually need a, a sustainable and a safe uh, child support yeah. system yeah yeah absolutely I'm just thinking can you tone it down like can you kind of accept the fact that you are giving your 100 and, and in fact more than 100% in everything that you are doing and you know be happy with it is it I think it's just easier to say than do right Yeah that is also true like if i look at it um today sunday and and it's a festival it's karwa chauth right mm-hmm. still i've spent 1 hour in the morning working um and in the evening as well i'll be putting to us in my work um i'll be leaving 4 am tomorrow morning so i know i'm already giving more than 110% to my work hmm right uh even personally i think uh, manu is a very well behaved child um he's a quick learner um he's a child who follows routines and stuff hmm. so i know i'm doing decently well as a mother as well so hmm. i would agree that uh, it's more of a self inflicted judgment and let's just say it's a it's an area of development for me it has always been because i'm somebody who is very self critical i fail to see my own victories um so yeah that is i think area. that's not yeah that's that's very common to i see myself in the same way and i think it's very common to a lot of people around us like at least our friend circle i see most of us like this Yeah. No, but for me, I think you are one of the. You know, I was talking about some how some brave women is going to come up with this startup and uh, change your life. I think for me, that brave woman looks like you. I mean, the fact that uh, you are uh, hosting this and you are doing your own podcast—it's something that we all think of doing, right? We all have such interesting stories to share. We all want this conversation to be there, but we don't have. Uh, let's say the guts enough to actually start it you would you would know when when i have a kid <laughs> then you would know how brave i am <laughs> see i I'm, i'm not even brave enough to have a kid you know uh, i mean i i feel just the grass is always greener on the other side but but tell Probably. me about one of your achievements like when did you feel super proud or happy of yourself okay so that's a funny story i mean not really funny but uh, yeah so i have been reading this book to manu for almost a month now um, mm-hmm. where it has all these uh, uh pictures of animals and their sounds and everything mm-hmm. and uh, we have animals like cow donkey cat dog duck and everyone and i mean i just thought you know i'm just saying it aloud every single day but he's not responding or anything um now surprisingly my father in law got on a video call and uh, he showed how manu now goes to the place where his book is kept there he opens it up and he repeats the name of the animals in the particular order and so basically the fact that he was actively listening and he can <laughs> identify the name and the sound the picture oh my god it felt such a proud moment more of like a teacher moment but yeah that's like my <laughs> smallest and the latest victory 
<laughs> that's so nice and one one last follow up question that just comes to my mind now how do you see yourself when you are 50 years old like what are you wearing what are you doing how does your regular work day look like okay one thing for sure which i'm very very particular about is i'm not going to color my hair so you'll probably see me like really uh, gray white streaks <laughs> that is for sure uh like soy and pepper hair. Yeah, I would love like, to see so you. I I would. I just I feel you're so like, smart. Like thirty percent, forty percent of my hair are already <laughs> white. So yeah, I've decided till the time Manu is like, "Mom, you're too old to accompany me to like kindergarten. I'll not color my hair." So probably for that brief period of time, I would. But yes, at fifty, <laughs> I certainly see myself with like a head of white hair, mm-hmm. and. Um, uh the kind of uh, educators that i see um, that is how i want to look like probably in like a cotton sari uh, mostly ikat and um, yeah heading to heading to a school yet again i think mm-hmm. that's that's the visual i can see <laughs> that's so nice i'm more excited that i think at 50 i would want to you know uh, go on dates with my uh, son's girlfriend so that is also an agenda point there <laughs> So you already assume your son would have a girlfriend and uh, yeah. or yeah. boyfriend for that matter. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, I I um. So just for the listeners, I mean, I look at Parul in a very. You are one of the people who are like full of energy and you know inspiration all the time. So ask Arpit. It's like he will love to differ on the energy bit because I think, but that again is related to the you know being a mother. Like you are just completely drained and out of sleep always. You can't help it. It just feels like I'm giving excuse of motherhood for everything. But I think it's a pretty big deal. I no, but what's the what's the best thing? What's the best thing of being a mother? Like, what is the best feeling? Okay, I don't know if the listeners can uh, understand, but you would. So remember how, uh, what you felt while you were getting married to Akash, the love of your life for probably a decade, yeah, <laughs> and the fact that he would be there for you with you um, ever after. So I think that is the feeling, the constant love, uh, loving somebody unconditionally, and knowing the fact that you will be loved unconditionally. I think. Uh, It's a beautiful feeling, and that's what motherhood feels like. With a lot of shit thrown around, <laughs> uh, both literally and metaphorically. <laughs> yeah. So, All right, Parul. Thank you so much for your time. It was it was a lovely conversation as always. Same here. Take care.